It's time for the latest on the Brewers, Bucks, and Packers with the Fan Afternoon Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. It is the Fan Afternoon Show on 1250 AM. The Fan, Kevin Holden in from CBS 58. And, man, I, I walk away from the TV studio over here to the radio studio and everything blows up, Sammy. Yeah, what a better – what what a day. I mean, I know you're a TV guy, but I'm sure you want to flush out your thoughts on this Josh Hader trade. Yeah. So what a better platform to do it than on the Fan. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's just the, the nature of the beast. And on television, everything is done in very small segments. We get a total of two and a half minutes – for our sports segment in the late shows. Oh, and I have geez. a one-on-one interview with Leroy Butler airing tonight. Right. I mean, it's just crazy. On top so, of that, we're getting even – it's it's almost like the trade deadline's today. Right? We're getting more trades, too. Should we dive into some of the ones that happened? When you when you <clears throat> do that, right before you do, though, I'm going to say uh, that the Fan Afternoon Show is coming to you live from the Lakeland University Studios, offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. Trade time. All right, so one, but basically two um, – so we talked about uh, Frankie Montas, if you just missed or are tuning in right now. Frankie Montas from the Oakland A's got traded to the New York Yankees, but the Baltimore Orioles are trading first baseman slash DH slash outfielder. Trey Mancini is heading to the Houston Astros. So I think obviously Brewers fans wanted Trey Mancini, but on top of that, if he's going to the Houston Astros, Kevin, that means that, well, the Houston Astros are probably out of the Josh Bell sweepstakes then. That's a help. Right. Fewer competitors, right? Like it's a, this is all about the economics of it. If you got fewer bidders, it helps. So another one too. This this is the other other trade that we got for right now. Uh, Rays are acquiring Jose Siri from the Houston Astros as part of the three team deal, sending Trey Mancini from the Orioles to the Houston Astros. But in order to make room on the roster for the Rays, Brett Phillips is getting DFA'd. Oh, yeah. Wait just, a minute, really? As soon as I opened up my breaking news and I saw that, I my my face just went oh. So really, Jose Siri as part. It's apparently a three-team deal for Trey Mancini, going from the Orioles to the Astros, and then Jose Siri is going to the Tampa Bay Rays. But in order to make room for Jose Siri on the Rays roster, former Brewer and Rays, you know, fan fanatic Brett Phillips is unfortunately getting DFA'd. And 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 as you say, he is just one of the the the, the favorites ever for a guy that didn't play that much in Milwaukee. The laugh and all of the the funny stuff that he's. Uh, brought to to the team and then and the energy that he brought to the Rays when they were in the World Series and he won yeah. a game for them. But he's hitting a buck forty seven with five home runs this year. They just did a giveaway actually a couple days ago. I, I'm sure you saw it. They found an old picture of Brett Phillips as a kid wearing like a Tampa Bay Rays basketball jersey. Yeah. So they remanufactured those and gave those away to fans, kind of like what they do with the upcoming Robin Yount jersey giveaway that they have. I just thought that was kind of you know cool and all that. But yeah. Uh, heartbreaker for uh, Brett Phillips and Brewers fans and Tampa Bay Rays fans. Was it a parting gift, you think? Maybe they knew? Oh, that's a weird parting gift. Right? You know what I mean? Here's a special night for you on the way out. Yeah. Like, man, it's it's tough. I, I mean, you guys know Brett Phillips has... You I you wish that you could impart a 300-hitter with power into the spirit of Brett Phillips. You would have the greatest player in history. You'd have the, the favorite player in the history of the game if you could do that. He's... He's got a great arm. He's got a great defensive skills, but the bat has not come around. So that's it for trades right now. Once again, we'll keep you updated here on the fan if more do come across while we're talking about Josh Hader. But want to hear from you guys about the Josh Hader trade, what you think, what about trading him right now, the return, all that stuff. Once again, 414-677-1250. Let's 
get out to Mike in Greenfield. You're on the fan. Howdy. What's um, up, Mike? Hello? Yep, we're here, Mike. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was trying not to get upset, but when I heard it, I was telling my wife, uh, let me, she's going, let me drive. I, I just couldn't <laughs> believe they traded them with the way they started out after the All-Star break. I mean, this team, I tried to call in, but people are calling in because the Brewers are doing so great. I mean, the Brewers are starting to play and being good teammates, like what uh, Council talked about when he came here, even though I like when they screw up, but they're like, don't worry about it, man. I got you. And, and, and they pick each other up so many different every game. I, I just feel like it's bad timing. But you know what? Stearns has made so many great trades. And who knows? Maybe maybe uh, Hater's going to start cooling off. But I got a feeling we all think Tim is nuts. Oh, yeah. So, um, that's that's my comment. So I don't think you guys I, – I, I think you're going to be more calm than he is. Yeah. And uh, I think that that's all we can do. I mean, it just seems like bad timing, and we didn't get Jack for – I mean, we got other guys that are going downhill. Right. So Mike, appreciate the phone call as always. Thank yep. you, Mike. The, he brings up a good point, and once again, I, I kind of agree with him. Like, it just felt like the Brewers are finally, you know, having fun again, like they did with the Hernan Perez, Orlando Arcia, Jesus Aguilar days, and all that. Like, obviously, winning helps with that, but on top of that, the timing is an interesting part because your your boy Tim Shea has been on the president of the you know trade Josh Hader. You know, get what you can for him, get a, as big of a haul as you can for him. I just thought that it made more sense to trade Josh Hader in the offseason, even though you were only trading Josh Hader with just a year of control. I still thought that there was going to be a big market. Now, whether or not this is, quote-unquote, a bigger package than what you were going to get in the offseason, I just thought it made sense to make one more playoff run with Josh Hader and Devin Williams. But yeah, apparently um, David Stearns and Mark A. wanted to get that done before the offseason began. No, I, I'm with you. I, the, I mean, I understand the balance. Like You do have to think about the future, and there is that, that thought that – once you get to the end of next year with Hater, you're not going to be able to sign him. One of these teams with deeper pockets will sign him. That right. that part I understand, but uh, I I would have liked the idea of this first place team that is conceivably competing for a championship this year to do so by hanging on to their elite closer. That's that's the thought. Uh, by the way, <laughs> I, you're so you've given me your iPad here, right? Because and we're we're having issues with our printer, and I'm. Unfortunately, I, I'm I'm trying not to creep into your life too much, oh, but your but your screen is creeping me into your life. Like I'm getting I'm getting notifications about things. Oh, like from Twitter and all that. Well, you got an eBay offer on something. Oh yeah. So I'm a, mem- I'm a memorabilia guy. At the end of the day. It, it, you got you got a pretty good offer there. All right. So, uh, but the the other thing that just happened was an Adam McCalvey tweet. You've got notifications for Adam McCalvey, mm-hmm. and the reason Adam McCalvey wasn't in the room for that David Stern's presser is he was on a plane. Oh. This tweet he just put out says, wheels down in Pittsburgh. That begins. The first words are, wheels down in Pittsburgh. And then McCalvey is offering his interpretation of David Stern's comments. But those comments happened while McCalvey was on a plane to Pittsburgh today for the for the series that starts there tomorrow. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's the life of a beat writer, right? Yeah. Like, we fall asleep and stuff happens. They're on a plane and stuff happens. Yeah, what an inconvenient time for Adam McCalvey. Boy, that's the truth, but it, but that's that's the reason because that did come up uh, not on the air, but we were talking about 
who was in the room and who wasn't, and Adam McCalvey was not in the room where it happened. To use the Hamilton reference. And that's the reason. It's because they were on their way. He was on his way to Pittsburgh as the, the Brewers get set to start a series there. Now, remember, the other half of this is, for the moment, this Josh Hader trade is, is a world unto itself. This We've seen a trade in which the Brewers have decided to basically cash in on Hader and get value for him while they could get value for him. Four guys, four bites off the apple, as David Stearns would say, a chance to get a speedy outfielder, a young 23-year-old pitcher that's still in single A but has a high future. Both of those guys are instantly Brewers' top 10 prospects. And then two guys at the major league level that that maybe, maybe can help this year in Taylor Rogers and Denilson Lamette. So that's that's a world unto itself. But I think that world is about to not be a world unto itself because as these trades come in, I think Stearns is still... Still looking. And and by the way, I could I'd almost put any amount of money that some relief pitcher is coming to Milwaukee. I'm not talking oh, about yeah. another closer, but you know how he always goes and gets. I mean, look what he found in Jake McGee. Jake now, granted, McGee? one of his last outings gave up a home run and finally, you know, proved that he was human. But his first couple appearances looked pretty promising for the Brewers. So right. hopefully look, at the end of the day, he's not gonna get a guy, you know. Aside from like a Taylor Rogers and Josh Hader and Devin Williams, he's not gonna. There's no more guys out there that have a point, you know, eight five ERA and all that. You're gonna get guys who unfortunately are gonna have to prove that they still belong in the majors. But hopefully, can turn into what Trevor Gott was in the first half of the season, a very productive, high leverage, you know, bullpen arm. And and Drew Pomeranz became great. Who was the who was the lefty in eighteen? Was it Xavier Cedeno? Was that the name? Yeah, from the White Sox, yeah. who was serviceable, right? Like right. he was all right. They they brought in Joaquin Soria one year late in his career. Like there's you know they, he'll find one of those arms or a couple of those arms. I mean just like in the Stearns era, especially like I know it wasn't really a trade deadline acquisition, but like think of what Alex Claudio did. Yes, at the time. Think of like JP Fireisen before he got traded. So like I have faith that like even if they keep on adding arms, like I know the numbers are bad for Denilson Lamette, but I have faith. You know, at the end of the day, because the Brewers they're just one of these teams that other teams would die to be where they can bring in guys and can hopefully flip a switch or just tweak one thing. Stearns had had quite a bit of confidence in Lamette's health because he was asked about that in the presser, and he was yeah. he said, we, we do our research, we do our due diligence, and we wouldn't have done this if we didn't think that that there was you know possibilities there with the health. So that that's a good sign. And, and look, feel however you want about the system, feel however you want about the return, but I think there is zero debate that David Stearns knows what he's doing and knows that these guys can give the team value. It's just a matter of whether it pans out. Like It's, it's not a sure thing, but David Stearns gives a, the team a pretty good chance to get something of value in return. His, his evaluation system for players clearly is successful. More trade deadline talk. We'll see, we'll see who goes next on the Fan Afternoon Show. These are difficult decisions. Um, and as, as we've done our best to determine how we can extend our window of competitiveness for as long as possible, uh, how we can avoid some of the deep down cycles that certain organizations have experienced. We believe that making decisions like this, regardless of how difficult they may be at that point in time, is really essential. Um, you know, Mark, his family, our ownership group, um, they, they are not interested in a prolonged rebuild ever. Um, our fan base is not interested in a prolonged rebuild ever. Um, in order to avoid those prolonged down cycles, 
uh, we believe occasionally making a very difficult decision like this um, is needed. And and that's why we made the move today. It is the system. David Stearns, Brewers general manager, discussing the trade of Josh Hader to the San Diego Padres today. Hader with more than a year of team control remaining, but he is gone. The Brewers receive a couple of guys for down the line and a couple of guys that can help the pitching staff right now. But obviously nobody with the caliber of Josh Hader since you've traded one for four. Uh, and again, it's 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 the system. And and David Stearns in his uh, his Ivy League way is is saying to you that exact thing. It's the system. It is if you have a system that prevents you from being able to pay. I would say anybody, but you know the Brewers are not in position to pay the same sort of salary for the position of closer that anybody else is. That the major league teams, that 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 big market teams are able to pay, uh, that part is in place, and you have to figure out a way to cash in maximum value. And as he said, you have an owner and a fan base that doesn't want to rebuild, so you knock out those down cycles of the wide up and down. I feel like you kind of knock out a little bit of the up cycle. Like, no, I you, feel like I, I get what he's trying to say, but the the way in the situation that we're in right now, it seems like you are trying to, you know, still have a prolonged rebuild. You know what I mean? It's not a rebuild, but like you're still trying to be competitive for years. You're not trying to go the quote unquote all in right, right now. 88 wins in a first round exit, you know, 90 wins in a first round exit. I mean, I don't know. I, it's it. I feel like the Brewers have enough had enough with with Hader that they could have competed for the the for the National League pennant this year. I still think they can. But it, there's a principle involved here. Josh Hader is something the Brewers have that few other teams in baseball have today in this moment. It is the thing that's in front of you. And look anybody that's played fantasy baseball goes through the same thing. You play in one of these dynasty leagues and people go nuts on guys who will make their debuts in 2024. Like, you know, they're guys that do all kinds of research on that sort of thing, and they know everything about these prospects. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. But you want to win a title in 2022, you have to go with the value that you know you have in 2022. It's with a thing that we were talking about last hour where the kid's got a dollar in his pocket and he trades it for a quarter because that quarter could be a dollar. Yeah, I got a dollar. I got one in my pocket, you know. Uh, but but the, the again, it is the system, and the point is, if you don't trade that dollar for something that could become a dollar down the line, you might just lose the dollar. It might just float away, and that's the, that is what would have happened with Josh Hader, and that is one thing to keep into consideration with this trade. And why I'm not like blasting the trade. My blast is on the system on Major League Baseball and how unfair it is to the heavily supportive quote small market teams like the Milwaukee Brewers. That that's bad. It's just it shows its ugly side today. But the other side of it is you have to you have to play along with it because if you don't, you literally lose guys. Like Josh Hader at the end of next year would have been gone. He would have been gone. Once again, 414-677-1250. Got a couple more minutes here before we get to Tim Allen and obviously get his thoughts on the Josh Hader trade. Also at the top of the hour, we'll be giving away once again four free Wisconsin State Fair tickets. So make sure to tune in at the 5 o'clock hour two after Tim Allen is on with us. But – Let's go out to the phone lines, 414-677-1250. Let's go out to Tom in Cedarburg. Tom, you're on the fan. How you doing, guys? How's it going? Uh, yeah, I, I don't have – I'm not – I mean, the trade taken, separate, taken separately, I don't have a big problem with it. But what you guys just brought up, 
is something I call Tweenerville. They end up in Tweenerville because they're not rebuilding, but they're not doing quite enough to reach that promised land. And my question to you guys is, okay, you can say we're going to stay competitive, but how many of these years, say they do this for like nine, ten straight years, but still don't go to the World Series, then what? Yeah, that's, you know who who brings that that up is Tim Shea. Sorry, sorry, you can keep going, but Tim Shea brings that up a lot. that's fine, that's all I had, yeah. Appreciate the call. Tim Shea brings that exact thing up. Like he says, you know, is there a point where 88 wins and a first round exit starts making you want to start replacing guys? You know, like Craig, there was a time when 88 wins and a playoff appearance praised for Craig Council and David Stearns. But if there's enough of those and nothing more, at what point is it not enough? I mean, I think we're at the point right now. Especially not, I don't know with personnel. Like obviously, you know, people want to before Christian Yelich got put back in the leadoff spot. Obviously, they still want him to hit for power. But like, I think even with the players, aside from before the you know before they got hot coming out of the All Star break, I think we're kind of at that point. I don't know how much with like personnel, but I think you know with the philosophy of the team overall, especially with our fans and Tim Allen and myself. Like, okay, I'm glad we ended the playoff drought with CC Sabathia and Ryan Braun and Prince Fielder. And I'm glad we now have under Craig Council and David Stearns this, you know, consecutive streak of playoff appearances, a, fran- a franchise record. But now it's to the point where, okay, well, if we don't have anything to show for it before we unfortunately probably lose Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, or maybe both of them, and we're just stuck with, you know, Christian Yelch, Aaron Ashby, and Freddie Peralta, that was, we're going to look back at it and be like, that was our shot to do it. Just like how a lot of people mentioned 2018 was our shot. You don't, you don't, especially with a small market like this, you don't know how many opportunities you're going to get, and you have to cash in. You have to get at least one. We're, we're doing this sort of on the fly here as the trade happened this afternoon and there are reactions coming in. One of the things that just happened, Todd Rosiak is, uh, is speaking right now, uh, or is tweeting right now. Josh Hader is speaking uh, mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh, and, and Rosiak says, I'm just going to read this tweet flat out if it's all right. Like, yeah, Todd, you can do that from Todd Rosiak, right? Yep. Uh, Hader says he'll remember most the atmosphere the front office puts forward. Quality, hardworking players on the roster and great pitching staffs. And, man, that couldn't be any more true, right? The The thing that I have loved about the 2018-22 to 22 Milwaukee Brewers the last five years yeah. is how the team atmosphere, the good guys, the good people, the good clubhouse people that have been a part of this. That, to me, has been one of the biggest parts. Remember Curtis Granderson and how great he was oh, yeah. for this team? I think Curtis Granderson was a wonderful strategic move because he taught the 2018 Brewers what it was like to win and do it right, do it with grace, do it with with poise. And I think they've taken that type of lesson and played with it for the last five years. And, I mean, now you're looking for that guy right now, too, after Lorenzo Cain left. It looks like Andrew McCutcheon is trying to be that guy. But, yeah, I mean, the Brewers have had a great, you know, string before Ryan Braun retired, you know, of guys that have been leaders in the clubhouse. Yeah, it's – to me, that's essential. And, and again, that goes back to small market is you you get giant salaries and giant egos and that kind of thing, and I don't know if it, if it plays in Milwaukee. I don't think it does. I think this Brewers team as assembled does play in Milwaukee. Tim Allen has been playing in Milwaukee for a lot of years, and we're going to turn the stage over to him here in a moment, and I have a feeling that Tim's got a few things to say. Josh Hader to the Padres. Tim Allen talks about it next. The Fan Afternoon Show, 1250 AM, The Fan. Kevin Holden from CBS 58 in Milwaukee just stepping in, filling in for the day. 
well filling in for the rest of this week. But and, and I knew I was was taking this this uh, fill in spot for the week with the idea that the trade deadline would come. And I figured today and tomorrow we would be like, well, here's a random reliever from the Rangers joining the Brewers. Instead, the leader of the bullpen, the back end guy, the shutdown closer, the ninth inning guy, Josh Hader, is no longer a Milwaukee Brewer. The bombshell dropped this afternoon. San Diego sends four players to Milwaukee to get Josh Hader. I have thought since the moment I saw this trade, what does Tim Allen think about this? And Tim Allen is going to join us right now to discuss his thoughts on this trade. Tim, uh, I, <laughs> it took me a minute to put my brain back in my head after this was done. I imagine you had a similar sensation. 22. You know, I took a nap today. Why, why do I take a nap today? Because I can. That's why. And uh, 20, 22, um, as I wake up, 22 uh, incoming texts and or phone calls into my phone. So, and that was just in the span of like a two-hour nap. Yeah. And so, I, again, we, we have to take a step back and try and, and, try and digest all of this. And, and that's what I tried to do. And you do a little digging on some of these players. And then you get to these, these questions. Like, could you have gotten more? Was this the right time? Uh, do you like this? Does, is the team better now than it was prior to the trade? Well, let's, let's unpack some of those things. Uh, could you have gotten more? W- without a doubt, I could have gotten more. I'm not saying I'm smarter than David Stearns. He's a brilliant guy, very intelligent. There's no doubt in my mind there should have been a top prospect involved here. I don't know how you went through all of this without w- one top prospect. One. Okay, that being said, if you can't get it now, if it's a lateral move, which I think it is for the most part, it's a lateral move, I don't think you're much better or much worse as a, as a baseball team this very second. But you can't tell me that more teams would not have been in play in the offseason because then, then the field is bigger, Kevin. Then you have more teams to deal with. Maybe someone pops up with their number one prospect in their, their organization. Okay, so I, I think you, you should have gotten more. Is, is, does it keep them from the World Series? Okay, this is one of the bullet points here that we started with. Are you a better team now? Nope, but you're not worse. You're right there. You get two relievers, so you get a reliever that uh, isn't a Josh Hader, but he's about having a season about as close as you can get to Josh Hader. They're, they've had their struggles here. They were outstanding for a good chunk of the season. I'm talking about Rodgers. And so you slot him to wherever you want him in that bullpen. Plus you get uh, Lamette, which slots in there somewhere as well. So you get a couple of relievers. The, um, the prospects here, as stated, uh, Ruiz might be the crown jewel of this deal. We'll see, and a lot of times you have to wait on, on trades just to see who wins the deal. But there's a guy that slots in toward the back half of the top ten in your own organizational uh, top ten list, your prospect list. So is that an indictment on Ruiz, or is that strength of the Brewers farm system, that they're kind of stacked there in the prospect categories to where Ruiz can slot in eighth? I just I find it hard to believe – that Josh Hader doesn't warrant an absolute high-end prospect. That's, that's hard to believe, Kevin. It's, it's hard to believe. You've, you've basically chopped up this very large boulder into four smaller stones, 
with the hope that you know a couple of the smaller ones grows as as time goes. But it is it's it's fascinating to me also because there are conversations to be had about a franchise's direction within the scope of the system of the game of baseball and the television money and the revenue and small market versus large market, how a team's constructed. That that whole conversation is a conversation. I don't know if I like having that conversation about a first-place team on August 1st. I don't think I like it. No, and and the the discussion has been throughout the post-game shows and throughout all the other shows here on The Fan. Uh, one of these years, you know, you slide in a bunch of chips into the middle. Instead, the, instead of this uh, endless cycle, which I do, it, indeed, I like, but at some point you got to go heavier you got to go top shelf more than just the rail uh, in terms of sliding some chips in. That clearly wasn't this year. Not yet. Is there another trade to be had? I have a feeling we're going to see another trade or two. That's true. That There is one thing that, that I feel is pretty pretty much a, a sure thing is that this hater thing is not happening in a vacuum. But, I mean, Kevin, you, 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 couldn't, you couldn't stack onto this deal. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't say... All right, we're going to put in uh, Keston Hira, or we're going to put in Colton Wong, but we want Cronenworth back. You couldn't stack onto this. Were you? Nah, again, none of us are in the negotiations. You need two to tango. You need a dance partner, et cetera. But I would have went over the top then. If, if I'm going to help myself for the future, I'm certainly damn well going to help myself now when we're in position 12 games over 500, in a position to get hot, roll. I got the pitching. I got the back end of the bullpen. I think it's a horse apiece in the back end of that bullpen now. I still have some studs back there. If my offense gets hot, give me a bat along with it, and I'll give up one position player. I'll give you guys one more to get that guy, or I'll give you a middle-tier prospect in return for a Cronenworth or a bat. You know, I, I just wonder if that sort of, and I'm, you know, overall David Stearns has done an amazing job in this organization. But sometimes I wonder if there are just limitations internally with him that he just doesn't want to risk it. He just does, doesn't want to gamble on it and just doesn't want to take a chance. Is this taking a chance? I don't know if this is even taking a chance. What kind of risk is this? I mean, this is, this is probably San Diego stepping up to the table. Here's what we got. It's a lot. And here you go. Take it or leave it. And imagine, and this is one of the things I love to do when we talk about a trade and then get the reaction from fans. You get the social media reaction, the folks that call in to, to sports talk shows like this one. Picture what San Diego is like right now. They just gave up. Oh, Denilson Lamette, and you know there are some Padres fans like, oh, Denilson Lamette still plays for this team. I didn't realize that. And then, you know, <laughs> and then Taylor Rogers, we saw that article two days ago that he was he lost his closer job. They swapped those two and these other two prospects we never heard of for Josh Hader. Josh Hader, we got Josh Hader, man. Break, they're they're celebrating at Petco. Break I mean, out the confetti. Wow, and, and and see that's the thing, and that's why you need to show some patience. But Brewers fans, you guys have every single right to be upset with this deal. You have every single right to question the organization. That is what we do. That's part of the fun here. Doesn't mean we don't love the team. 
Doesn't mean we're not going to buy any tickets. Doesn't mean we're not buying a jersey, a hot dog, a beer, tailgating, group outings, the whole nine yards. We're still going to watch them, root for them, live and die with them. But you have every right to be pissed about this. You do. Now, I just, again, you want an overarching kind of feel for me is, I think you should have gotten more. You should have. Yeah. You weren't up against any clock with Josh Hader. Yep. And now, what, what is this also? Now, there might be a, an, an additional bullet point here. And that is, we don't know what David Stearns thinks of his opportunities for this year's World Series. Okay? And, and we have to consider that. But what if? Just, just go with hypothetical with me on this. What if he knows he doesn't have the guns to go and get a World Series? So that, that would make more sense that he has to kind of think of the future. Number one, on a perspective, Josh Hader, big contract, which we all know they're not going to give him. And number two, starting to bolster an already rich prospect list. So that, then it makes sense if indeed you're going with me on the hypothetical that David Stearns thinks that they will not win a World Series this year. You have to consider that. Then it makes a little more sense. I hope not. I think there is a chance. Crazy things happen in the world of professional sports. I hope that's not the case, but it may have been the case. We don't know. Tim Allen from the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show here at 1250 AM. The fan talking about this Josh Hader trade and, and the reaction and, and the implications, the larger implications of it. And if you're David Stearns, Tim, and you've spent all of this time, you, you came into a team that, that was – a Doug Melvin stamped team loaded with veterans and guys that, that Mark Adonacio had spent some money on, but that weren't gelling together. They weren't necessarily working together. And you traded every bit of that and you started with this farm system and, and, you know, changed the valuation of players, how you looked at players and changed everything about the organization. You, 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 you brought you know it, into this new era now with spin rates and and you know pitch usage and that kind of thing, which is which is fine. I'm not saying anything bad about that, but you've done all of this work if you're David Stearns, and you've done it brilliantly. Yeah. And your reward is to trade your All Star closer when you're in first place in a division race in August. And I, I said this during a rant in the last hour, like. David Stearns is, is a professional, and in that press conference, he's a professional. But when that press conference ended, did he close his door, put a hole in a wall, and make a call to New York for the Mets? Because I think I might have. Yeah. Yeah, it's you, – you just wonder about – you know, you, you got to do what's good for the organization now and in the future. It's true. I get it. I mean, I, I totally understand that. But – what what's the where's the future on the field right now? Take take a look at these this lineup. Take a look at this roster. You think Mike Brasso and Jace Peterson are part of the future? I mean, a a good bite of the future. No, no, they're not. They're role playing guys at best in the future. You think Rowdy Telez is long term? No. Well, I, maybe I I don't know. But see my point? It's not slam dunk. You think Colton Wong's part of the future? No. Nope. Nope. You think Omar Narvaez and Victor Caratini part of the future? Nope. nope. You think Hunter Renfro is part of the Nope. You think that center field situation, Tyrone Taylor, Jonathan Davis, part of the future? Uh-uh. S- try again. Th- see what he's doing here? And in that regard, 
when you don't have the future on the field now, you literally have Yelich, Adamas, and Urias. There's three guys that are the literal part of your future at the position player group. I mean, he, in that regard, he's doing an outstanding job. Yeah. I mean, you can't argue with what he's been doing, rebuilding, and I know he doesn't like that word. He is rebuilding right now while competing. You got to like that. The only, the only thing to that is what year is it triggered to go all in? Or is it just this streamlined, put it at cruising altitude, press the autopilot, and just a sailing along? No turbulence. There's no issues. One pilot's getting out of the cockpit, and he's going to the John, and the plane is flying just right across country, just cruising along. At what point do you say, nope, let's go get this thing? Apparently it's not now. Yeah, and it's... So what it is, if you describe it that way, is a little bit of a souped-up version of the late-era Herb Cole Bucks. Eight seed, first-round loss every year. You know, not a, not a lottery pick. You know, like but that is was... that the way, Kevin? And that's a good point. But is that the way? And if that's true, is that just the way economically the Milwaukee Brewers have embattled Major League Baseball? Is that just the way? Is that the best? David Stearns has formulated the best plan given the resources and situation that's in front of him. Yeah. Maybe, I, you know, I, I, again, I think the economic structure of baseball is a mess. I think it's completely unfair. That being said, I, uh, I do think that at one point you have to go all in, and I think the fans would appreciate that. They do. The, the, uh, we're forgiving to a large degree. Just ask Ryan Braun. We're very forgiving. We, we can accept a lot. We've been battled and just beaten for a long, long time. I don't believe that too many fans in the state of Wisconsin would get on David Stearns if he slid a full check, a stack of chips in and instead of acquiring a couple of prospects, moved out four or five and a major league rostered player now to get some studs in here to really go at this thing. I think we'd be very forgiving if in the next two years, see, we've paid the price, came up short, but paid the price. I think we, I think we would understand that. There is there is value in a little bit of the the ups and downs. Maybe not Kansas City Royals level, but there there is certainly value in it. Tim Allen, I, I'm glad for the insights. I, I, I got to admit you are – Two full levels calmer than I expected you to be today. <laughs> well, I, again, I just, <clears throat> you're still trying to digest it a little bit and process things, and, and we want to see how this, this stuff works out. And, and on the surface, it, it just, I, I, I'm convinced one should have gotten more. That's all. Yep. They, they should have gotten more for this. Yeah, I, I'm going, I'm standing right next to you on that one. I, I have a lot of respect for David Stearns, maybe, maybe even more today, but I think, I think that is a fault. I think there was, there was more to be had for, for a guy of, of this level. Okay, now we've digested this, this hater trade. There is a tradition that goes on that's even greater than good deadline deals, and that tradition is Knight's Gourmet Popcorn Draft mockery. This is when come on now. There it is. Try to understand the way this popcorn feels in my hand. 
Take a scoop and put it in your mouth and eat some now. Yes, eat some now. Yes, eat some now. Ow, 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 ow. Gourmet nights, popcorn. I mean nights, gourmet popcorn. They've got caramel corn and sweet cherry corn and double cheddar cheese. Double cheddar cheese. Yeah. You have some nights, gourmet popcorn. Try that nights, gourmet popcorn, cherry sweet corn, or Milwaukee mix. You gotta have nights, gourmet popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nights Gourmet Popcorn, providing you with the freshest gourmet popcorn in Milwaukee since 1952. Mentioned 1250 AM The Fan for 20% off today on Draft Mockery Sam. All right. Popcorn ready. Thank you, Terrell (laughs) Owens. Uh, Let me recap Friday's draft real quick before we get into today's. On Friday, it was myself, Adam Roberts, and the one and only Rami Makhlouf returned to the Fan Afternoon Show for an edition of Draft Mockery and to catch up on things. We were, um, I don't know if you guys saw, Jimmy Butler decided to get extensions and uh, got like dreads and all that, and it looks terrible. So we decided to do a draft mockery of athletes with unique haircuts. They could have been infamous, they could have been famous, but (laughs) we did a draft mockery of athletes with unique haircuts on Friday. I ended up winning the draft with 45% of the vote. Rami finished in second with 32, Adam in third place with 22%. The standings now are in draft mockery. I am in the lead with 11 wins. Toby Altizer in second place with six victories. Kevin Holden, Stephanie Sutton, Tim Allen, and Tim Shea all tied in third place with two victories each. And in fourth place, Evan Heffelfinger, Adam Roberts, Bart Winkler, and Scott Grotsky all have won. Today's draft mockery, since we had the Josh Hader trade and we heard from David Stearns today. Kevin and I were talking during David Stearns' press conference. Yes, yeah, sometimes we uh, will have like one ear on it. Sometimes we'll talk during it. We're like, oh, there's another cliche. Oh, there's another one. So it got us thinking. Let's do a draft mockery of general manager cliches. We've done the NFL draft cliches and all that, but there is a certain pool of general manager ones. So that is our topic today for draft mockery. The order for today, Tim Allen, you will have the first pick. Kevin Holden, you will go second, and I will go third. Okay. All right, there's a, there's a whole bucket uh, to reach in oh, yeah. and just pick out. A bunch yeah. of first round picks. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and and this, what's best for the organization? <laughs> what's best for the organization? Oh uh, yeah, that's always a good one. You you know what? They ever get pickled into a corner on on a question? You know, look, we we got to do what's best for the organization. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna be. Uh, I, I like this topic, but I don't know how I'm going to be able to fit this all in one tweet. But I, I was will just try. thinking that, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a nightmare, but we'll it, try. It happened today. Stern said those words. Yeah. It was best for the organization. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin Holden, your first pick in the general manager cliche draft. I'm going right back to Stearns. I don't mean to pick on David Stearns today, but he is the GM we most recently heard from. Always trying to improve. Yep. Always mm-hmm. trying to you, improve. You're thinking, like, is there a point where the GM's there with a wrecking ball? Like, you know. Let's not improve anything. Um, hmm. I don't know how to go here because there's one that I want to take, but I think I may be able to get it in the second round, but I think it's the end-all be-all of the draft today. So I'm <laughs> okay. real, I'm debating on whether or not I want to do this now or whether or not I want to take 
this pick. I think I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go, we're always listening. We're always taking calls. So give me that for my first round pick. We are always listening. Tim Allen, back to you. Okay. Uh, helps us win now. <laughs> Does this help us win now? All right. Helps us, dot, 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 helps us win now. This is, I, I'm going to predict this is going to be a very close vote because so. there are 12 really good options yeah. here. <laughs> I'm predicting that. All right. All right my second one. Yeah. Fans deserve a winner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my God. There's so many. This what did he just say? What did he just fans say? deserve a winner. Okay. All right. We might yeah. be able to spread this out into two days. I'm not sure. We might be able to do this with Bart Winkler tomorrow. Oh, that's so good. All right. Let me just yeah, write this down. That's one of mine, too, there, the fans. All right. Darn it. This is uh, the one that I was hoping to get in the second round. Thankfully, it fell. And I think it's the main one from today that Brewers fans are not too pleased about that David Stearns keeps on repeating. Give me as many bites as of the apple. <laughs> yeah, that was today. Yeah. <laughs> Give me bites that for my apple, second baby. one. As many bites of the apple. You remember uh, Mark Langston to the Expos, Tim? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They got three bites of that apple. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Randy <did>. Johnson? <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Uh, Tim, your third pick. In general manager cliches. Um, we're in a good spot. We're in a good position. We're in a good spot. Either one. Oh, yeah, I either thought you were, one will work. I thought you were talking about the draft. <laughs> yeah, no, the manager managers say that too. Yeah, we're yeah, in a good yeah. spot. We're in a good yeah. spot. All right. Uh Kevin Holden, your third pick. Need a change of direction. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are they a change of direction? Are we taking an exit ramp? Are we going southeast now? What are we doing? Oh my goodness. You know it's funny? I have like a little draft board sometimes and I still haven't even crossed off like the top five on my board because there's so many good ones. Need a change this of direction. Loaded. Yeah, it really Absolutely is. Absolutely loaded. Right. Just wrote down Kevin's picks. Let me figure out what I want to do here. Um Oh guys, guys, this is this is a tough decision. This was a tough move for us. I like that. Give me that for my third pick. That was a Stearns one. Give me a tough decision for my of third pick. Of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> Right, it's f- far more difficult on the fans today. Your uh, last pick in today's general manager mm-hmm. cliche draft. This is an incredible opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like I wish you could be a general manager, Tim. Tim. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Or or political office. Give me one or the other. <laughs> and I just, just roll with it. You said good opportunity? Yes. Gives us a good opportunity. All right. Kevin Holden, your last pick in today's draft. I think we will do a day two. Yeah, there's will. enough to do at least yeah. two days. It's the nature of the business. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> it's the world we live in. The world we live in. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Oh. I, all right. Wait, wait. I'm so glad we did this today. <laughs> when you when you do this, yeah. when, when you finish the 12 picks, I think you should just read don't don't say who said what. Just read the twelve picks from yeah. front to back, and it should read like a speech. Oh man, that's true. It should read like a presser. <laughs> yep. Oh man, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do for my last pick. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Did we leave all options around the table? Did we leave that no, one? I, I Nobody, like that. Did anyone I'll, draft that? All right, sounds good. I'm gonna do that for my last pick today. Let me just write this down real quick. All all options are on the table. I think what I'm gonna do is I'm going to make a note on my phone, and then I'm going to tweet that on the fan account, and then I'll put the poll underneath. Because we got to go. include all these words in there. You can't, like, shorten it. Yeah, yeah. It'll have to be all a multiple tweet on thing. the table. All right. 
as myself, General Manager Sam Schmitz, this was best for the organization. And on top of that, this helps us win now. We're in a good spot, and I think it gives us a good opportunity. And you know what? We're always trying to improve. Fans deserve a winner. I think we need a change of direction. And at the end of the day, it's the nature of the business. We're always listening, and we want as many bites of the apple as possible. It's a tough decision, but all options are on the table. (laughs) I literally just gave a David Stern's answer right there. Next question, please. In in point, out point, and replay it for 10 years. Amazing. You guys can vote on that on our Twitter page at 1250 in the fan in a couple of minutes. Tim, thank you so much as always, and I'm sure – It'll be a great post-game show. Who knows if the Brewers make more moves, and I'm yeah. sure we'll be listening after uh, after game one of Brewers Pirates on Tuesday. Yeah, and a quick plug for uh, Bart Winkler's show tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah. I'll be on with him at 7 after I get to sleep on this for a while. <laughs> Tim, we love you, and have a good rest of the evening. See you, boys. Love you, Tim. Bye now. Thanks, love, Tim. Tim, we love you. Adios. I love you, too. <laughs> it's the nature of the business. Uh, Tim, of course, just... Always a terrific source of anything, but that right there, it was basically a draft mockery Mad Lib. Right. <laughs> we just, I feel like we were doing, what was, what was that show? Where, like, whose line is it? Yeah, whose line is it? I feel anyway? like we were just trying to construct a whose line is it, like, you know, a little, little phrase and all that. But yeah. once again, that was Night's Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockery. Night's Gourmet Popcorn, the good old people providing you with the freshest gourmet popcorn in Milwaukee since 1952. Make sure to mention 1250 and the fan when you go there for 20% off. We just had German Fest this weekend, yeah. Kevin, and uh, Night's Gourmet Popcorn was out there. We had one of our listeners uh, tweet in at 1250 and the fan a picture of the Night's Gourmet Popcorn tent, and they're like, which flavor should I get? And Bart Winkler's like, double cheddar cheese or Milwaukee mix. <laughs> so always a great time, and once again, thank you to the people of Night's Gourmet Popcorn for sponsoring this weird, wacky, silly segment. Draft Mockery, always a blast. Now, coming up, it's time to pick a lane, and, and I, I think... Basically, at this point, aren't we just which Josh Hader lane are you yeah. in? Like, <laughs> what aspect of the Josh Hader trade do you want to talk about? But on top of that, during the five o'clock, you know, before five thirty, we'll also be giving away four free Wisconsin State Fair tickets as well. So Ooh. make sure to keep it locked here on the Fan Afternoon Show. We'll have more details after the break. Well, that's a that's a good place to pick a lane. Stick around. It is the Fan Afternoon Show.